Hello, and welcome back to A Pinch of Honesty. It is Christina here, recording from a uber-chill sanctum, um, fresh from getting back from Thanksgiving holiday. And I was um, with family for Thanksgiving, and we started off with my husband's parents, and then we went to my father's place. And, um, my long roundabout story here, (laughs) you know, uh, it's funny because, um, sometimes my husband will say like, just get to the, like, get to the point, uh, which I think is actually part of why I love podcasting because I don't have to just get to the point, right? Like I can meander and that's perfectly fine. Um, but I noticed the way that elderly folks behave quite a bit more this trip. So um, my in-laws are slowing down. You know, my father is for sure slowing down. Um, And it's hard to see, right? Like it's hard to see those types of big changes when people are clearly aging. And it brings to the forefront for me anyways, um, how I approach every day, but then also what type of person do I want to be as I age? Right. And one of the things that we saw when we were at my father's place, he lives in like a retirement community. So not like an assisted living place, but like a place where everybody, you know, there's houses next to each other and everybody in the community is all retired. And, um, Lots of them all seem very um, racist or very opinionated about immigration or very, um, I would say, just not terribly open-minded. And again, right, like I think this is something that is um, happens as you age, right? Like I think people kind of get into set routines, right? And I think you notice that when it comes to the foods you eat or how you approach kind of your daily life, uh, the music you listen to, those types of things, right? Like, so I think you kind of settle on a path and that's the path that you're on um, for a lot of folks. I'm not saying that's everybody. I think for a lot of folks. And I was like, I don't want to be that person, I want to continue my growth and development. I don't want to stop questioning and thinking about my opinions and listening to other people's opinions and feeling strongly about some opinions and voicing my concerns over the mistreatment of people and those types of things. Like I don't, I don't ever want to be one of those people who just kind of sits back and kind of takes a pass, you know? Um, So, I've not seen any memes on this and I'm very surprised at how little this is being discussed. But the other thing was that my in-laws, they sit down, they'll have the TV going. They will of course have, um, I would say crap television playing on in the background. And then they both sit in kind of opposite chairs And they put their phones in front of them and they just sit there and have unrelenting amounts of screen time. And I don't see them using the screen time for what I would call like value added, right? So, you know, it is 
never ending scrolling. It's never ending Facebook. It's, it's clicking the likes upon likes upon likes for, you know, everybody and their brother who's posting to Facebook. Um, it's reading, I would say entertainment articles, not news articles, things that haven't been well vetted. And then instead of vetting, um, they just believe what they read, right? Because I just read it. And so even though they're on their phones and they have the ability to actually check some of the data that is being put forth as data, which really isn't data, um, they're not checking anything, right? Like, and I think that there are things where it's worth the check, you know? So this article came out and it said that Flonase, you know, nasal spray um, kills off um, portions of uh, white brain matter, right? Um, I want to say it was in like Newsweek, New York Times. I don't know. It was in some, some, some news thing. I don't just take that, read the little snippet and then buy it. Right. Like if I'm going to invest any time, I go and actually read the journal articles where they actually did the research, um, to educate myself. Right. And, and what kills me is that in particular, like with my in-laws, what they complain about the most is like, well, I just don't have time for that. Yeah, but I just don't have time for that, right? So they spend a lot of time volunteering at their church. And besides that, they just don't have a lot of time for that. And I'm like, but you just spent six hours in front of your phones, hunched over your phones, doing nothing but scrolling. No value added, right? Like there's no value added. And so it really makes me realize when I spend uh, time and effort on social media type things or where, again, I'm just wasting valuable time, like time, which you're never going to get back on things that I don't want to be spending time on, right? Um, so it constantly kind of makes me check myself. Um, and then, you know, when it comes to like my dad, my dad is ill enough that really one of the only things he can do is like sit around and be on his phone. And so when we were there, we played just a ton of games, right? We played hearts, we played Uno, we've played cribbage. We just, you know, played games upon games upon games. And I think it was really, really good for him. Um, but I know that after we leave again, you know, he's kind of just back to being on his phone. And this is somebody who was very active for a really long time. Um, and you know, he really is suffering and slowing down. Right. Um, I, I don't want to be that person. Right. And so I'm making the decision now. I'm just, I'm not going to be that person. So my long story that on a podcast I can ramble on about and nobody will complain about it. No, you, you could complain. It's fine. Um, is that, that then led me to, um, this neurologist doctor, who has a tendency to break down kind of um, topics about the brain and has really um, clean and crisp discussions about why people behave the way they do in certain cases. And I started really thinking about motivation, right? So on a handful of the past podcasts, I've talked about failure. I've talked about when I have... Um, been just struggling, right? Struggling with getting stuff done, struggling with having too much to do, struggling with what I'm putting in my body, right? Like just, there's been a lot of struggle lately, right? And it seems like um, it's been harder than normal for just a lot of things, right? Like there's just been a lot going on. And part of it, I think, is that, you know, everybody's under this mindset that like COVID's over. And so we're not just going back 
normal, we're going back like 110%, right? Which, of course, there isn't such a thing as 110%, right? Um, There's only 100%. And so it makes you feel that you're constantly um, underwater, right? Like you're constantly not enough, even though you are. And so I started then um, looking up and reading up more about how we motivate, like how the human brain motivates, right? So you want to sit down and you want to begin working out more regularly. You want to eat less crap. You want to write a book. You want to do X, whatever that X is, right? And you jump on some bandwagon. And by the way, I think this is like a, a timely podcast for, you know, we're going to be rolling into the new year and I know loads and loads of people like to have new year's resolutions. And so, um, I think this is kind of quintessential to start thinking about this. Um, and so how does motivation work, right? Like you think to yourself, oh, like, you know, it's, it's a gut thing. Like I just push myself to do stuff. Right. Um, but that's actually not how things work. Right. So this neurologist has really been teaching me, like, uh, she's really insightful. Um, and maybe I'll actually put her, um, handle in the comments so that you can go check her out yourselves. Um, but she's a British neurologist. And the thing that she points out is that, you know, motivation actually comes from the brain. Right. And the region of the brain that, um, that controls this is the attention area, right? And part of the cognitive control area. So those are kind of the two main neural areas within your brain that that um, dominate when it comes to how you motivate yourself um, to do something, right? And the brain is just like any other muscle in the body, right? And I say that not not being a neurologist and not knowing a ton about the brain, right? But in that. Um, the brain can get fatigued, right? The brain can get tired. And what ends up happening is that when you're feeling like unmotivated to do something and you think to yourself, I should just force myself. Like I should just, I should just become more motivated. What you're doing is you're taxing a portion of the brain that, um, tires out that gets, that, that is constantly firing. That's constantly trying to work. Right. So if you've ever been in one of these classes where they give you like a, a three-digit number to, to memorize, and then they give you another three-digit number, and then they give you like a six-digit number, and you know it's like after a certain point of time, you can't remember any of it, um, and it's just short-term memory stuff. But that is like portions of the brain where um, the brain just isn't meant to do that, right? So you're asking yourself then, okay, well, that sucks right? Because then what if I, what if really what I want is I want to be somebody who journals every single day, or I want to be somebody who, who trains to do a marathon and I need motivation to do that. Um, and the answer is you want to use a different part of your brain, right? And the part of the brain that you want to use is the routine part of your brain, because there's a section of your brain where when something becomes habitual, when it's something that you do all the time, you don't a have to make yourself because you know your body just kind of instantly does it, um, but b you're not taxing the brain, right? So the brain isn't sitting there going, "Oh, do I really want to go out? Oh, it's kind of cold. I don't know." Heavy sigh, heavy sigh, right? Like the brain just doesn't do that because it's part of the routine portion of the brain, right? And so um, one of the examples that kind of struck me was: Have you ever thought about um, your morning ritual when you wake up, right? Um, so I get up almost at the exact same time every single day. I walk out to our kitchen. I feed our cats. 
I get everything ready for our parrot. I pull the parrot out of her cage. I warm two mugs. I make a cup of coffee. You know, the coffee's already brewed. I pour a cup of coffee for me and for my husband. Um, and then I unload the dishwasher. I move laundry from like the washer to the dryer if I need to. I fold laundry. You know, I make lunches. I right, like this list, this, this list of my morning routine is massive, right? Um, I don't ever force myself to do it, right? Like I don't ever have to tell myself, oh my God, like I'm lamenting all this crap because over time, this has just become part of the routine. I don't even have to think about it. Like my brain doesn't have to function at all in the morning. I can be a complete zombie and make it from point A to point B because it's part of the routine, right? So how do you make something a routine, right? How do you get it to move from that portion of the brain where it's motivated to that portion of the brain where it's routine? And I think that is the really interesting, um, the interesting part, right? Because to some degree, you have to motivate yourself to get into a routine, right? So you have to have some amount of motivation to get something to move into a routine, Um, and so there's gotta be this like barrier that isn't so great that you can eventually get it into the routine space. So I've decided that there's a couple routines that I kind of want to instantiate here, um, in the new year. I have looked into this thing called the hero's journal. Uh, I think I want to try doing a hero's journal to see how that goes for me. Um, but the big thing is, is that I want change to be part of my routine. And I don't know how this is really going to work, right? Because a routine is a routine right? But I want to have things change, to have some amount of control over that and to have it feel like it's not so monumental. And so here's kind of an example. Um, I take my miles that I run, you know, and I try to do, you know, 20 miles this month and 20 miles this month and 40 miles this month and 50 miles this month, those types of things. And when I have that set goal during a 12 month period, uh, by the time that we hit June, I'm very, very routine driven. So it takes me about six months, but I'm very, very routine driven. And, and what that means is that I don't have to think about my runs, right? Like uh, I do them in the morning, I do them in the afternoon, whenever I do them, it's not a lot of effort for me to physically go out and do them, right? Um, but I don't want to be driven to have to run that many miles for that routine to kick in, right? And so what I'm investigating is, are there ways for us to have something that is routine that um, isn't, like I don't do it every single day. I don't do it, I don't do, you know, 20, 30 miles in a month. And instead, can it be something where um, I have it set that, you know, uh, every single, you know, day I do X amount of something, um, but it doesn't necessarily have to be running, right? Like, is this possible? And I'm not sure it is, right? Um, I probably could ping the neurologist and ask her. She might think that I'm kind of crazy, but I want to be able to change it up. And I want that change to be a bit of routine, right? I want it to be less of a struggle. And bringing this back to my original topic, it's because I want to be one of those older people who isn't intimidated by change, who isn't so ingrained in the good old days or the past or how things were that I can't see um, the positives in change, right? Of course, there's always negatives in change. There's always positives in change, but I want to be open to the change, right? And I'm not sure how this is really going to work. So I will keep you posted 
it is, um, it's going to be interesting for me to go through and try to sort this out. Um, but I think seeing how age and how health detriments really slow folks down, um, I don't know what's around the next corner, right? And I could be one of those people who just drops, right? Um, I could be one of those people who um, lives until I'm 110, right? Um, I could be one of those people who ends up with dementia or Alzheimer's. Uh, I don't know, right? Sorry, by the way. I don't know what's going on. Like My computer is making lots of noise. Um, and so not knowing about those things means that um, I want the fullest now, right? And so I don't want to have to force my brain to have willpower to do things. I want to make things a bit more habitual and a bit more of like a routine. Um, and so that I can, I can kind of keep things and, and keep moving, keep growing in a very forward way. So, um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else on my, you know, I've, I've started this long list of like, I'm traveling and here are all these podcast ideas. Um, and, um, and it seems like I, I kind of like lose them you know? And yeah, it, it, I don't know. Um, I've got ideas. I've got ideas. So we will be back with more. And, um, I hope that, uh, whatever the holidays are bringing you, that you can take a deep breath and one smile and, um, know that there's somebody out there who is living it real, just like you. <laughs> I've got my up days. I got my down days. Um, we all have uh, stress. We all have happiness. I realized the other day I was driving back from dropping um, Zoe off somewhere. And I thought my life is perfect. You know, it, it just struck me. I was like, my life is perfect. And then like I got home and it was like disaster after disaster after disaster. And I thought to myself as I was, you know, wading through disaster, um, my life is perfect. <laughs> and I think that that is um, when we start talking about gratitude and how we approach things. I think that that's the attitude you have to have that um, the shit show can be grand. The work can be stressful. I can have a jacked up stomach and migraines and be like, oh, my gosh, like too much, too much, too much. My body even says it's too much. But to take a nice deep breath and to realize that it is perfect um, and that I'm blessed, right? Like I'm grateful for all of it. And that, of course, um, the only thing that is constant is change, right? So it'll be different tomorrow. The challenges tomorrow will be different. Uh, they're never the same. So know that I'm here with you and um, I will return here hopefully pretty soon. So I'll catch you on the flip side.